If you don't have your health, what do you have? You are a functional medicine doctor. Join us as we blend modern and ancient wisdoms to be well now. I want to be happy and healthy all year round. Yeah, especially in the winter. Starting to get a little bleak out there. It is. It gets a little sad. You know, seasonal Mm -hmm. affective disorder is a real thing. And uh, without sun, people are outside a little bit less. And, And, you know, I just thought, could we talk about how to be happy, how to maintain some of that health and happiness into the winter months? Right. It would be a really good idea to see if we could come up with, Nick, if we could pull out of our hat of tricks. You think it's possible? Strategies. For health and happiness during the winter. How about five strategies? Dr. Ron Dumar, functional medicine doctor with a background in Chinese medicine, acupuncture, and physical medicine. It's almost like I just had that kind of scripted in my head. Yeah, it was brilliant. Well I love said. that. Just one sentence, boom, get the biography down. I'm your curious patient and friend, and uh, we've been doing this podcast for about a year, mm-hmm. and it's hopefully resonating with you. So if you want to support the channel, we would love it for you to just listen. That's number one. Number two, if you're finding value, subscribe. And uh, give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. But anyway. And share it with your best friend. Look, days are getting shorter. Temperatures are dropping. And uh, I myself can get moody. I'm a moody guy. Mm -hmm. All right. So I guess what's just a natural way to boost happiness? Well, generally, a natural way to boost happiness is sun exposure. Mm. Just get outside. All right. So that's probably number one is to embrace the outdoors. Really just... Whether it's cold, whether it's hot, whether it's, you know, what, regardless what the uh, temperature or the weather is like, can you embrace the outdoors? I think a short walk around my neighborhood is such a fascinating like life hack because I will tell you a short walk, I never feel worse when I'm back. Mm-hmm. Never. Yes. And one of the interesting things, we'll talk about this a little bit later too, but the thing about the short walk is it also can help you to engage a little bit more in your community. And uh, that's another principle that we'll talk about in a minute, but just getting outside and having the rays of the sun penetrate your skin and being in nature and breathing in the air, the pure air of the plants that are providing that for you, um, that is going to boost your mood. It's going to allow your body to secrete and produce hormones that are going to allow your mood to be lifted. And so mm. that's something we've all got to make time for. So even if you're not in shape, if you're worried about your own physical fitness, whatever, like just getting outside, whether it's freezing out or hot out, you know, you're talking about embracing the outdoors and uh, vitamin D is a big thing. I know in the past you've said you have to have like a certain amount of your mm-hmm. skin exposed to vitamin D or whatever like so you could overthink this but tell me about vitamin d what's happening well vitamin d is a very important hormone for our immunity it's a very important hormone and i'm calling it a hormone because it is a hormone we call it vitamin but it's actually a hormone Uh, but it plays a significant role in uh, the health of your bones it plays a significant role in the health of your well in your mental health as well and the way we get vitamin d most often is through sun exposure. So by being outside, um, you have the rays of the sun penetrate the kidney organ and it initiates the production of an enzyme. And this enzyme in conjunction with the liver produces what we know as vitamin D3 hormone. And that hormone plays immune regulating roles and it plays mental health regulating roles in the body. 
Well, you were saying it takes what exposure of 75% of the body for 25 minutes free of sunscreen to, to get adequate amounts of sun exposure. Yes, exactly. So if you're going to get the adequate amount of sun exposure just from the sun, there's a variety of ways of getting vitamin D, but if you're, if you're going to do it just from sun exposure, it, like you said, it's gotta be 75% of the body exposed to direct sunlight for at least 25 minutes free of sunscreen. And there's 90%, we have maybe 90, 92% of Americans that are vitamin D deficient. So chances are you're vitamin D deficient. Uh, that's This is one of the most common things I see in labs when we pull labs on people is that they're vitamin D deficient. And how do we improve our uh, vitamin D? It's got to be proper sun exposure, free of sunscreen, or it's got to be cod liver oil or uh, a supplement. Those are, the, those are really the ways of improving that. So and supplementation in the wintertime is pretty important. When you have a lot less direct sunlight and it's unlikely that you're going to have 75% of your body exposed to the direct sunlight, yes, that's the option. The winter blues are a real thing. And everything you said so far is like pretty common sense, but it's like that for a reason. So it sounds like getting outside, getting vitamin D, staying active is another tip. Like, oh my gosh, pretty basic. But can you encourage folks to just have it resonate with them about what's so important about that for your mood? Well, we had a little discussion just before we came on air, Nick, and it was about running and about the benefits of being active and Mm -hmm. what that did for you. Right. And and what that does for our bodies, it literally revs up the med- metabolism, the activity of the processes within our body. So our enzymes are, are working better. Our metabolism is working better. Our detoxification pathways are opening and working better. And so just by getting out and, and doing a run or exercising, it allows us to be able to um, improve the overall physiology of our body. And so activities apart from running that you could do in the wintertime, because running may not be your, your thing. And it also may not be conducive for people in the winter to do that. Uh, Pick a winter activity, pick something that you enjoy doing. Uh, It could be skiing. I know for me, it's skiing. Uh, It could be, it could be something else, right? Snowshoeing. Um, It could be uh, cross country skiing. There's a variety of different activities it uh, could be tubing, hauling, hiking. You know, you could go on winter hikes even. Um, there's lots of different activities that you can partake in that will get your heart rate up and it will help your body to be revved up and to get all of those wonderful hormones and neurotransmitters produced that are going to improve, improve your mood and your energy. What about this whole idea of like a cozy home? Oh my I gosh. Know, yes. I know you, you brought that up earlier. Like what does that have anything to do with being happy? Well, it's important to have a space that you can um, have as a, um, like an anchor or a harbor, let's say a safe harbor. And a, a safe harbor is also a place you want to feel comfortable. And in the wintertime, typically we're talking about cold, ice storms, um, you know, just real frigid environment. So if you can make your home a warm, cozy environment, uh, or even, even look at, you know, enjoying a hot drink 
or something that you really, really like. I like warm drinks, uh, nice tea. I obviously do a lot of herbal teas. So I will enjoy herbal tea uh, in the evening, you know, in a blanket or um, even just snuggling with a loved one, something like that. But a nice, cozy, warm environment in your home where you feel like, okay, you can sit down, you can relax, and you can be protected and guarded from the... um, from the rigid, frigid, cold environment outside. Again, this sounds like common sense, but good reminder. Oh, absolutely. Double down on a nice, comfy home. Um, all right, so plants and nutrition. You have your whole apothecary back there. Mm-hmm. Well, what is that uh, just outside the door? Your your herbal... It's our herbal pharmacy. Herbal pharmacy. We do, uh, we yeah. do some compounding there where we'll, we're able to mix individual single herbal extracts together Uh, based on patient constitution or presentation. So they come in with a complaint and we determine, okay, which uh, blend of herbals is going to be most beneficial for them. So I know you believe in the power of plants and that's so fundamental to what you do and offer patients. But you look outside, I mean, I see evergreens, I see signs of life there, but otherwise, right, you're not going to your local farm in the middle of winter in Utah. So how do we get plants? I mean, how, how do you recommend we implement plants for nutrition in the winter? Yeah, so it's really great to uh, increase your intake of uh, vegetables and fruits and fats. Now think about think about what animals do as well. Animals in general in colder months are going to start taking on to prepare for that more fat. And humans should do that too. And humans should do that also. We should we should consume. Um, more healthy fats during the winter time. And we should also consume more warming foods. Now in Eastern medicine, I say warming foods, Eastern medicine, we look at the food as constitutionally cold, cool, neutral, warm, hot. So most of us have a, a tradition in this culture of consuming something in the summertime that is very commonly found at barbecues. That, that uh, would be watermelon. And watermelon is a very cooling food. It's, it's cold, in fact. And so we consume this to try to cool our environment, our internal environment, when we're, our external environment is very hot. Well, conversely, what do we do in the wintertime? Well, we should be looking to warm our internal environment when our external environment is very cold. So it's going to help um, fortify us essentially against the cold if we can introduce more foods into our diet that are warming during that time. So these are things like squash, sweet potato, um, cabbage, leeks, things like that would be very beneficial to begin to integrate or even include more frequently in your diet during the wintertime. I want to make a nice soup now. That sounds tasty. Right? Any recommendations? Any good healthy soups? Well, of course, chicken noodle soup, bone broth soup of some kind is always a great option. And it has the collagen, it has the fat in it, and it has um, it has the, the great broth that we want. And so that's a, a good one. But certainly sweet potato, you can make a good su- a soup with that. And you can make a squash soup. Have you ever had those before? I don't know. Those are really, really good. Um, so there, that's what I would recommend. All right. More to come on that. We'll do a recipe section, invite a, a chef on, or maybe not, uh, social connections. 
you know, mm-hmm. not everyone has the, uh, the awkward gift of gab that I do. What am I talking about? So <laughs> if I had, I'm giving up coffee right now. I need some lion aid. Maybe. Yeah. You need a zip right now. I, huh? I am, <laughs> I'm weaning off coffee, which is a questionable life choice, but I'm trying to do hard things, you know? So my mind went a little fuzzy there. Social connections are important in the mm-hmm. wintertime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Social uh-huh. connections are important in the wintertime. And, uh, you know, you think about it as, as the winter months or the winter months approach, we have certain, um, holidays that tend to bring families closer together. Uh, families coming closer together. I think a family time holidays tend to be in this country around Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right. In our culture. Yep. I think those are, those are considered the biggest family time holidays in, in, among all the holidays. And obviously we do have barbecues and fun things that happen in the summertime, but those traditionally reserved for family and social interaction, it's the holidays and including somebody who might not be included or bringing somebody into your home, maybe to uh, befriend them. It's like, that's a November, December thing to do. Right. And so I think that is a good lesson for us to recognize that these months, it's not also just about us outwardly opening, uh, outwardly acting and saying, okay, we're just going to do this because this is what we've always done. But it's literally about us coming together, socializing, catching up on what, how has your life been? What's been going on with you? And those connections that we have with family and with loved ones and also new people that we meet. We establish those connections and they, they um, contribute significantly to our state of well-being. Yep. Social connections, uh, whether it's uh, just a spouse or if it's an entire extended family, social connections matter and they will lift your mood. Um, you know, you spend time at family events or social settings talking about fun and interesting things that happen to you, right? Or so are you saying you should double down on this, maybe? Or yes, a phrase, but but focus on maybe if there's one thing you can do. Well, we've mentioned a few, but like, let me try to be more social during the winter as we transition into the winter because that'll help me. Because you're because the tendency during the winter is to want to hibernate. Hundred percent. Yeah, people want to hibernate and withdraw. And mental health is, it's going to be way better for your mental health. Certainly have your own time, have your reserved time, right? For you to be able to process and recover and renew and refresh. But you need to engage socially and especially during the winter time, because it's a time that draws us away. So it's a time that's drawing us completely in on our own. And just like if you imagine what cold does, Cold typically is withdrawing, constricting, contracting. And so what we're wanting to do is engage in a little bit more heat, which heat is usually expanding, reaching out, engaging. And so heat type of activities or warming type of activities, just like warming type of foods that we've talked about, we want to be engaging a little bit more in that. That will literally warm our soul. That makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. Uh, one thing that helps a lot for me is just a little bit of silence in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, mindfulness can be real helpful. Is that something you think can benefit mental health? Well, you and I have talked about this a lot, Nick, and I think you're becoming quite a master at this. I'm really, I've been really impressed listening to uh, how you're engaging in all of these tips and tricks that <laughs> you're being introduced to. 
I'm really no, impressed. A and master. So, I feel like that's the that's a dangerous word. I feel like a student in the most beginning sense. But yes, I I've been doing it now for a while. Yes, you've been doing it for a while, and it's been fun to hear about you as you advance in your participation of it. Yeah. And uh, and I would I would call your experience and your shared experience uh, a point of mastery for sure. And I I would say you're still a student. Or I'm still. Don't a you student. always want to be a student? I'm a student, and it's like and so, so interesting because I don't feel like a master of my mind, and I don't think you ever become one. Yeah, no, but, but with practice, it helps. You, you've created a pattern of mastery, and I I hope you recognize that. Oh, you're doing a great job. Well, thank you. So, um, mindfulness, though, this pattern of meditation or creating a space, creating your day. What do I want it to look like? How do I want things to feel? Uh, going through a process, um, starting my day, reading a really good book, right? Um, doing yoga, po- even just deciding to focus on having a positive mindset. The glass is half full, not half empty. There's so many different things that are going to be beneficial for you. Um, what do, what happens in November? It's coming up here soon. Mm. But what happens in November is Thanksgiving and something that it will help the heart and will help the soul is to exercise gratitude, to recognize how grateful you are for the things around you. So, so take a moment to recognize and be grateful for everything that you have. That doesn't mean that you can't still go achieve and desire to have more or to build more, or to expand that's fine. But what I'm saying is November is a fantastic Thanksgiving is an incredible reminder to be grateful. How important gratitude is to mental health. We've talked about that before. I mean, just starting to try to run again. And I was thinking, I'm like, just the fact that my body can move continuously for more than like two minutes. I'm like, how grateful am I for this? Like some people can't walk. Some people have serious ailments. I'm like the fact that I can walk sometimes and I don't have to think about it. Like just those little moments of gratitude are just like, they don't always like push me through the day and like I'm good or whatever, but they certainly are nice to try to intentionally focus on is gratitude. Absolutely. It's well, and what I know is that when I exercise gratitude, when I focus on the things that I'm grateful for, I recognize how much uh, impact I begin to recognize how much impact my simple actions have on the world around me. It's so easy for us to think that we're just a, a blip and that what we do doesn't matter. And there is a level of truth to saying that the world will continue without us. There is truth there. But there is also an immense amount of truth in that your thoughts, your words, your actions, and your deeds matter. And they matter in a big way. They matter to your neighbor. They matter to a loved one. They matter to a friend. And so we should exercise ourselves in a way. We should, we should orient ourselves in a way to be able to do the things that matter um, during these times when we have a tendency to want to withdraw. We can reach out. We can be mindful. We can uh, be grateful. And then we can also... Uh, reach out and be social. We were overlooking the reservoir. We went on a little hike yesterday or a couple of days ago, my kids and I, and uh, there's this boat and we were looking at the wake. Oh, and I yeah. was talking to Max and I was like, 
that kind of looks like a human and that wake behind them is they may not realize how big of an impact they have, but you just watch it stretch, you know, in the scope of the whole water, that wake looks pretty big as the boat goes by. Cause it doesn't go away right away. And you're just like, look at all the impact that person has. You know, you could think of it sort of like a metaphor that way. We probably don't realize how significant we are. Yeah, it's, it's expansive. And, and like you're saying with that analogy, that wake, it just continues to widen and get bigger and the influence spreads and grows just like our influence on this podcast. Oh, what a great way to bookend mm-hmm. or to tie it all up. I don't know if bookends, right? Storytelling, you start with one thing and then you end with the same thing. But I think it's just a nice way to end the, end the podcast. Uh, hopefully these make a difference. We hope folks out there are staying warm, getting social, and uh, being joyful. <laughs> Deservedly. Uh, Reach out to a there. friend, everyone. Reach out to a friend. Invite someone into your home, into your space. Make a warm, cozy space. Get some vitamin D. And when you say this word namaste, what does it mean? Namaste. I honor the divine within you. Mm. Namaste. Namaste.